0: Please listen carefully. Welcome to Autism in the Wild, the show that talks about what it's really like living with autism. Here are your hosts, Noah and Chris.
1: episode of Autism in the Wild. I'm your host, Chris, and today we have a special episode for you. From time to time, we do get contacted through our website, autisminthewild.com, where people ask to be maybe a guest on the show or offer some insights or share some stories with us. Uh, Love hearing from the listeners. Uh, Really appreciate that. Recently, Heidi who is in the English department at a high school in Canada reached out to us. She's doing a unit on the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime with her English class. And she asked if we could do some questions and answers, you know, about the show or the book. I asked Noah and he, he was up for the task. What you're about to hear is the interview that I did with Noah based on the questions sent to us by Heidi. Fun fact is Noah was part of the play. Of the curious incident the dog in the nighttime with his high school drama department two years ago so he had a lot of good insights so back and i hope you enjoy it all right welcome to a special edition of autism in the wild i am your host chris
0: and i am noah
1: all right now we're going to do something fun tonight we're going to answer some questions from our, our new friend heidi uh okay. she's in the english department and she, She's asked us some questions about the Curious Incident play. Uh, okay. Are you ready? Sure. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Number one, what misconceptions about being on the spectrum do people have?
0: Um, so the first thing I would like to say is all of these questions. I don't know if you guys with students have these questions in front of you, if you guys have talked about them at all. But these are all very jam-packed and loaded questions. And my answer might not reflect on what you guys say in class. And that's perfectly OK. There's no correct definitive answer here. Um, so all the answers I'm going to have are based off of my own experiences and how that has shaped me as a person. So for the first question, misconception of being on the spectrum that people have, um, people. I think not people always think it's like very two dimensional. Like you, you can you're either like insanely like smart, talented person um, who's very who's like very awkward in social situations, or you're someone who's like very like dependent on other people, um, who's like maybe like nonverbal has like a speech device or something like that, and needs a lot of help just like living their lives. When in reality. Um, living on the autism spectrum, the autism spectrum as a whole, there is a lot of variance between that, it's a spectrum, and one thing that I'll probably talk about a little bit later, but it bears to mention now, is that meeting one person with autism is just that, meeting one person with autism, it's not um, meeting one person is like, oh that's how everyone is, no that's just one person, there's going to be people that are similar (laughs) <laughs> similar, but there's not going to be people that are 100% that way. Um, yeah, that's the biggest misconception I can really think of right now. Um, but that's probably one of the most important misconceptions is that, that a lot of people have.
1: Yeah, that's a great answer, Noah, and I, I would say I'll speak on Isaac's behalf and and say that just because you don't necessarily are, are nonverbal doesn't mean you don't have any, anything to say and doesn't mean you mm-hmm. don't hear what people are saying isaac yeah. understands everything we, we tell him he's able to communicate uh mm-hmm. partially but he does have things to say so yeah
0: he's wicked smart so
1: yeah 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 cool anything else on that question you'd like to address um,
0: that was the biggest thing that came up for me i think um and also like as you were saying like everyone like they're all we're all capable of doing stuff there's just a lot of bound a lot of barriers in the way like for people who need speech devices or whatever there's that's a big thing if you can't communicate effectively that's not going to help you at all i know some people that work that communicate more effectively like typing rather than speaking because it's just, that's just how their brains work um like the the saying don't judge a don't judge a book by its cover is kind of a cliche saying but in this case it kind of works. Um, Don't assume that because someone can't communicate with you mean that that means like they're dumb. That's not necessarily necessarily the case. Um, Yeah, just think a little think before you think before you judge someone, which is much harder said than done, obviously, but just something that just to think about going forward.
1: Yeah. And I always like to say, assume competence, Mm -hmm. assume a person is competent so all right very good all right question number two what are your challenges when interacting with others
0: okay so this is probably where um (laughs) the thing that i struggled with the most for a very long time it took me a long time to kind of figure out like how to talk to people it's socializing peopling that's a skill you need to that people need to learn um for some people it's harder for other than others for me it was hard i can't really read people that well um unless if they're being very like up forward with me at first and that's gotten a little better as the years have gone on and i've met more people but that's still sometimes like a big thing i know a lot of people who are on the spectrum are very like literal minded um sarcasm doesn't really exist for some people and again that's some people not everybody i i live and breathe sarcasm um personally but figuring like just figuring out like for me like do these people like actually have like a reason to talk to me just this person like actually like want to hear what i have to say or all of that it's yeah it's a lot of like self-doubt and i think that's something that a lot of people share regardless if they're on the spectrum or not like if you're like socially awkward but for me, it was just a lot of like, having to just like dive in head first into conversations, even though I knew I was gonna be uncomfortable to get comfortable. And that's helped me out a lot over the over the years and as I'm growing up. But yeah, reading people's really hard. Um, yeah, and that's harder through too, like with texting and stuff too, like you can interpret things very differently. Yeah, confidence is a big thing too. That's kind of a little better for me um and i realize now this kind of blends in with question three a little bit but um yeah it just takes a little more brain power i think for me sometimes unless if people are very like crystal clear i guess i can read some people pretty well but those again again those are people i've known for a very long time where i'm comfortable being around
1: yeah Whatever. how do you feel about uh chit chat i mean you first when you're like in your social situation and you're like you're just meeting someone for the first time or you're just in a situation where like, well, how's the weather or how's yeah, how do you feel about like the for chitchat? me, I'm
0: for like, it depends. Honestly, it just depends on the situation. Like I'm fine with that. Um, fine with that. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not in the mood to really talk to people. So it's makes it a little awkward that way, but that I, I'll live with that. And then sometimes I'm just like, I'm talking for a while and that's perfectly okay. Um, it, it just depends i think for me at least yeah
1: i've heard some people uh describe people who are introverts on the spectrum or not talk about having like a a bucket and you only have so much in your bucket per day to give Mm -hmm. um would you say something like that it's true like after you give so much you just need to like take a break or anything
0: yeah um one thing Kind of like, yeah, like that's a good analogy. One thing that I've talked about with my mom, who's also a big, a big introvert and my grandma and a few other people is that I feel like we all have like a certain like people limit. Some people won't, won't hit that for a very long time and can talk to people for hours or days on end without like <laughs> losing it, which I think is crazy. But then there's some people who have a very low limit to like people and then just dip. I guess when they're when they don't want to talk to people, my grandma was like that. Um, my mom is sort of like that. Um, but and I was like that for a long time too. But now I'm like starting to realize, like especially during like when I was quarant- when we were all quarantined and stuff in the beginning of the pandemic, like how much I actually needed people and how much I fed off of the energy of people. But yeah, there are there are some days though where I need like I need my time to myself. Otherwise, I'm gonna like kill somebody
1: not literally but not yeah. literally of course like yeah bigger,
0: yeah like i'm gonna like i'm gonna snap if i'm not if i don't get like time to myself so yeah yeah
1: all right let's let's transition to number three then uh do you find it difficult or to understand or read people's feelings and expressions
0: it honestly depends it really depends on the person it depends on the day it depends on just how i'm feeling about things um I know for, like, that's something I struggled with a lot, too, um, for a long time. And then I've kind of just, like, picked little things up, subtle hints and stuff over the years. I don't know. There are some, like, I know, like, if I was ever, like, if I ever got, like, hit on by somebody, I wouldn't know until, like, three years later. Like, and I wake up in a cold sweat at 2 a.m. thinking, oh, she was hitting on me. Okay. And maybe that's a little, little relatable for some of you guys. I don't know. But it's sometimes like people just have to be really upfront with me about certain like expressions or feelings or whatever like that. And it doesn't really get in the way of conversations um, of me. Like, like I can, I can usually tell how someone's feeling during a conversation because that really isn't that hard to do. Um, but there's just some days where like some people are a little foggy or a little, a little cloudy and I can't, really tell that much but uh and just
1: it happens i guess so yeah H- has the, the whole thing with people wearing masks and around how does how has that affected your your ability to kind of read people
0: well um i've gotten a lot better at analyzing body language
1: okay um so you I've switched done. one with spatial facial expressions Mm -hmm. to the body language then yeah
0: yeah that's something that that's yeah those two things go hand in hand i think so yeah yeah, i think you can express more with your body too compared to your face there's more to work with i think
1: um yeah 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 i've also found uh i have to really listen even closer and be more attentive to the conversation Mm -hmm. just because it's Tends to be a little bit more challenging to hear if people aren't speaking. So, yeah. Like I saw a
0: show recently on campus where they were doing like musical stuff, um, theater, and they all were wearing masks and stuff. You can do, you can communicate so much with your eyes. It's actually nuts. Um, If that's all you can communicate with and body language, of course, too. But yeah, if you, you can still communicate quite a really well with like, Just facial expressions, like, not without using your mouth or whatever like that. Body language and stuff. And most people can kind of fill in the blanks. Um, But I can only imagine how frustrating that would be for someone who's not good at reading body language or facial expressions with people, like, with masks on and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can hardly recognize some people with masks on. I can only imagine what it'd be like (laughs) to not, like, understand, like, expressions
1: or whatever like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Next question. Uh, how does autism affect your life in a positive or negative way?
0: Okay. Um, so autism has always been like that kind of like uh, elephant in the room for the majority of my life. Yeah, I was diagnosed when I was like 18 months old or something like that. Nineteen. It was before I was two, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah. It's 22 been months old. Me, yeah. 22 months old. Yeah. It's been following me around my whole essentially my whole life that I can remember. And there are some positives to it. Um I kind of, like I learned from an early age on I was different than the other than other people and I'm like, okay, that's kind of uh interesting. I didn't know what different meant in that case because I felt felt normalish, but there are some negatives too that kind of uh effect have, that have kind of had like a long-term like effect on my psyche. Um, <laughs> like I've always felt like I said this, I think before, um, and, you might, and you guys might have heard it too, but I remember saying once that like, I felt like for the longest time, everyone else is like in this big like bubble, like, and I was just like in the outside looking in trying to figure out my way into those groups of people because I couldn't figure out how to talk to people <laughs> for a very, very long time. And it's those little social cues, those little quirks that kids have that I couldn't figure out. Like, why can't can't I figure this all out? And that's kind of led to me being uh, like thinking like, man, like I'm being a little like, like, are my friends going to like leave me, ditch me at any point in time? Are people going to just like drop me like a, like an old used up suitcase or something like that? Um, that's something that's kind of, kind of been bothering me, especially during the pandemic when I wasn't talking to people very much. Cause I wasn't really good at communicating with people. Um, yeah. Another thing, like if you talk about interacting with others, yeah, I'm not good at communicating with people unless if I have like a specific like plan laid out and I'm not good at like build the whole improv thing when there's like a distance in between, but oh well, but just no like things that like, it's a lot, a lot of self-doubt in there for me. Um, but another thing too was that I never talked about the fact that I had autism to my friends for a very long time. Um, because there's always like this stigma about that. Like, oh, you're like really smart and really dumb if you have autism. Like, uh, no, one wanna, no one would want to be my friend anymore. That's what I thought. There's like seven or eight. Um, like even recently, like I never, like I would never tell my friends that I had a twin brother. I never told people that Isaac existed, unless except from my very close friends who knew me. I never told people about like, people close to me about this podcast that my dad had been doing for the past two years, until like three months ago. And I've gotten we've gotten a lot of really good, really a lot of good positive response of it from it, which is awesome. I'm really happy about that. But kind of like that fear of like, will people like not accept that? Because kids are pretty pretty cruel at times because they don't really understand the meanings of their actions and words, but it's just it's just a lot of things. To, it's just a lot. It's just a big learning experience. Yeah, and I'm not it, really.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask do you. Uh, did you feel like you didn't tell people like your friends because about, about Isaac or your your autism because you just wanted to feel like you didn't want to feel, you just wanted to be like a regular kid without uh, Mm -hmm. this label attached or was Mm -hmm. it something, or were you more um, afraid of their reaction when you would tell them? It was mostly the first thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want people to, yeah. I want people to think like, oh yeah, I'm autistic. That means I'm like weird and crazy. I want all of my life. I've wanted to come off as like a normal person with living a normal life turns out a normal life doesn't exist because exactly. it's just how it is. If people t- just as a quick tip if anyone tells you they're normal, they're lying <laughs> um, and, they're
1: boring, own-
0: t- and they're probably boring
1: and they're probably boring too.
0: Yes yeah. everyone has their own little everyone should or does have their own little quirks. Everyone's individualistic to a certain extent. Um, people are p- different people are different people. And everyone has their own. Everyone is has their own little flavor to them, and that's perfectly fine. It took me a long time for me to realize that because I wanted to fit in that like box of normalcy. And yeah. I realized that, and I realized that that actually hindered me rather than like helped me out in the long run.
1: Yeah, and, and you've never used your autism as an excuse for anything. And no 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 and, and i know that you've never used that in in school or in, at home or anything so you've never yeah. used the autism card yeah. for anything yeah 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 for sure yeah with isaac it's a lot more visible uh, mm-hmm. just because he's nonverbal and has a lot of anxiety so it's in him it's a uh, he has different positive and negatives than you and so mm-hmm. i think it's just yep. like you said every person there's going to be positive and negatives uh, yeah. for that. And I would say for Isaac, his biggest challenges are um, anxiety um, mm-hmm. and just ability to, to communicate with uh, yeah. his feelings and thoughts. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Cool. cool. Yeah. Very insightful. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was it like to read or see a character on the spectrum? It was weird.
0: Yeah. Um, I read The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Night Time for the first time when I was in like eighth grade, I think. I don't remember. That year was just weird. Um, and everything just kind of like fogged together for that particular school year. But I'm pretty sure it was eighth grade. It was during my junior high years. And then I kind of forgot about it as people do with books they haven't read in like five years. And then my senior year of high school comes around, and that is the fall uh, show that my high school is pu- putting on. So I'm a theater kid. I hadn't done theater in a while because I took my junior year off, and I did a show my se- my sophomore year of high school, and I was thinking, heck, let's do it. Um, so I did the show, and it was honest, that that particular show, and it was probably the best high school experience I had. Um, it was grand old time. But it was just like, it felt so, like, compartmentalized, if that makes any sense. Like, they made, like, the most, like, Christopher, Christopher, like, the most stereotypical, like, autistic character you can possibly find, which kind of grinded my gears a little bit. Um, Like, how he's very, like, much into, like, numbers and math and, like um, like, not good at the social stuff and, like, not under, not truly understand the world around him and overstimuli and stuff like that. And yeah, it's it's a good story. I really, I really enjoyed it, but it felt like the autism thing was more or less like another like element to it that kind that didn't necessarily have to be there in order for the story to be good.
1: Yeah, Personally. yeah, uh, we saw my wife and I saw it in new york a couple years prior to when you did the play and the thing that jumped out at me was i didn't really like the constant outbursts Mm -hmm. that was the one thing i was like you know like once in a while you you might get that but Mm -hmm. not every kid has that and not to that degree and to frequency Mm -hmm. so that that was the one thing that i was i didn't like
0: Like I get having an out. Like I get like the timing of the outburst when he learns that. Oh yeah, Judy's actually been alive this whole time. Yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a big one right there. And that I I completely get that. And I get like being overstimulated by like all of like the stuff in train stations and the train and like people and all of that because that's overwhelming. I've been there. I know what that's. I know what that's like. It's it sucks, but constant little bursts there too don't really help um sell it personally
1: to each yeah, their and, own and, and i think sometimes in theater don't don't they kind of exaggerate some of the characteristics of characters yeah, i think it yeah. stand out a little bit more yeah i yeah. think so yeah. yeah have you seen uh besides it's curious uh have you seen any other like television shows or movies that portray people on the spectrum
0: I mean, I've seen, like, I've heard of a few, sh- I've heard of a few shows, um, recent, like recently, um, there was like some, like, I don't know any of the names of these because I don't really pay attention. Like there was some like doctor show thing on ABC a few years the ago. Good doctor, yeah. The Good Doctor, I think. The Good Doctor, I think that's what it was called. And I know there was like an, you'll remember this because I don't remember it all. It's like some eighties film or something like that. Late eighties, early nineties. Oh, Rain Man. Rain Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Like I like the fact that they're trying to make to like sort of normalize this whole autism thing because it affects like one every like 40 40 boys at this point. And it's start becoming more common. Um but I feel like there could be, I feel like there should be more of an attempt to be like yeah, this isn't how it is all the time. There it's a big it's a big range of people. Yeah. Um Yeah. But Oh no, it's kind of like caters to people's expectations, I guess, and that gives them ratings and more money, which is good for them, I guess. But yeah, not good for the community as a whole.
1: Yeah, I I've not been impressed with the portrayal of people on the spectrum in television mm-hmm. and movies. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a series on Netflix. Uh, don't have the top have have the title in mind right now, but it's about dating it's uh people from australia yeah, I've heard about the that
0: spectrum. i've heard about that yeah because my mom asked me like, yo do you want to watch this i'm like no it sounds like trash oh my god <laughs> like it's a dating show for once so that kind of like that's like okay like dating shows can be good depending on what it is and what mood you're in but also like hmm yeah it makes it seem, it makes it seem like we're people from like different from like a different planet that like scientists are like studying to figure out like what makes them tick when in reality we're just everyday people yeah
1: um yeah i'm
0: trying so hard not to swear right now but you get the point
1: yeah yeah no i but i thought they did a nice job on that show letting letting each person on the show show what they liked and didn't like and some mm-hmm. of the struggles they they it was as good as uh, a series that i've seen um yeah. just because it was real people and real situations but
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah okay yeah. Uh, so how do you relate to Christopher and how, how would you say you're different from him?
0: I'm going to start with the differences first. Cause they're the most, obvious. they're the biggest things. <laughs> um, I'm not British. Uh, I've never, I'm, I've gotten, where am I going with this? I'm not British. That's an obvious one. And that doesn't have to do anything with autism. That's just a difference. I'm not, um, I never, I don't have like I've never I haven't come from like a volatile family either. Um, I come from like family that like under that kind of like understands me and stuff like that and like are here to help out and all of that. And Isaac helps out a lot with that, too. Yep. Um, and even regardless, if that he wasn't a variable in that, it would have been the same. Yeah, I'm a, there's like a big community around me that like is very understanding of us and we're really grateful for that. there really isn't something like that in that show right um all the neighbors are like very much like treating treat him as like i'm thinking like mrs alexander here she's your typical like old lady but also treats him like i don't want to say a dog because that seems a little offensive but like a lesser of a human being if -hmm. that makes any sense like he like christopher knows his crap but like doesn't know how to really effectively communicate with others about it. I've never had my, yeah. Like I've never had my mom fake her own death before or like <laughs> you cover it up. You've never, ki- you've never killed a dog. I don't think. Yeah, um, I don't
1: think so. And to my knowledge, she's never faked her death either. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So, so little things like that, the big thing, the big things, man, I don't, I don't melt. I don't have meltdowns as much like to that mm. extreme. Like I used to and I was like three or four or like five or something like that, but like not as much now. But there are some, some, there are some things that I do have in common with them. Patterns. People, like I love, like I loved, I love, there's like some certain things I loved when I was older, when I was younger. I can't really give you examples right now because I don't remember, but there are some things that I would just completely obsess over. And there's a lot of kids, like kids on the spectrum that are like that they have, Something that they absolutely love, and they cling on to that for as long as they can. Learn as much as they can about the topic, and then they use that as sort of a way to help identify themselves. Um, like I you know trains for some reason is a very popular one. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Um, well, kind of you you team. had a train
1: phase. No, I had a train thing. for a Thomas while. and friends. I, right. I know I did. Yeah, I know yeah. I did.
0: For Christopher, it's math. I liked. Like, I liked numbers for a very long time until we started learning, like, about, like, algebra and stuff. I'm like, yeah, never mind. This is going to get too confusing way too fast. (laughs) So, it's like that. When there's something, like, I know for in case of Christopher, like, he had, like, this idea of, like, I want to figure out who killed this dog because this is personal to me. Like, someone stabbed the dog, and the dog did nothing wrong. Like, I have, like, he's determined to figure out who this is. And I know that once, like, this is not really just not something more of a people thing in general. Like when we have an idea of what we want to do with something and we're really determined to figure it out or get the project done or whatever, we're going to do all we can to get it done. That's kind of a universal thing with people, not just with people on the spectrum, but just people in general. That's kind of a big thing there, there. I don't know. I was, I'd like to say I'm more like socially like aware, than christopher but i'm not like not like to toot my own horn or anything like that but i don't know but
1: i think you are noah yeah yeah, i think
0: i'm a little bit more there yeah um yeah that's kind of the. those are kind of the big things there that i noticed like differences and contrasts and
1: all of that yeah you know we we went to see the play Mm -hmm. uh we being uh my wife and i and then my Uh, sister and her husband and my my mom and dad's your grandma parents Mm -hmm. yeah and I remember sitting next to my sister and at the first intermission she was just sobbing Mm -hmm. because I think it kind of hit her about um, maybe what it's like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a little bit of what it's like for you yeah and other people on the spectrum yeah For
0: some people, and for, like, depends on what this, it depends on the situation, you kind of have to, like, over accentuate a lot of, like, aspects of it for people to, for to actually, like, sort of, like, soak in for some people. It just takes some, it just takes a lot of over accentuating and a lot of, like, deep thinking into, like, to, for something to, like, kind of, like, make sense to somebody, especially with an idea that's as broad as
1: autism. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So, uh, last question on the list. Uh, what, are there any characteristics or situations that happen to Christopher that don't seem realistic for someone on the spectrum?
0: I think the, I feel like, like when he was traveling on by train, via train to Swindon, um, that he would have, the, the fact that there's like no one there who wanted to like help him, um, or the people that, like, were t- talking to him were, like, very, like, robotic and didn't really, like, were just, like, fulfilling their own purpose and not trying to, like, help this kid who obviously doesn't know what he's doing out. Like, I know, like, despite how, like, dif- how polarizing the population is here in the United States, I know if someone, like, were, I know if, like, someone with autism, like, was lost or something like that, or was, like, On a train somewhere else there would be at least one or two people that would say like hey can i help you or like recognize the fact oh this kid this kid has autism is by himself doesn't know what's going on i'm going to try to help this person out um that's the big thing i think um at the end of the at the end of the novel where he like doesn't like really gets like a little bit about his sleep and is like emotionally like destroyed but still gets like a's on his a levels um that's kind of unrealistic I'm mean, doing this to high schoolers too. Yeah. Sleep before your tests. Trust me, it helps. Cramming's not going to get you anywhere. Unless if it does, then good for you. But personally, like that's just a thing right there. Like as a student, like, nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> Stay up till 3am or whatever. And not only get like two hours sleep before, like the biggest test of your life is not going to, it's not going to fly. Um, That's the big thing right there. But I think like the fact that the community like the community in this whole thing i don't know if it's like a it's a british thing or if like that's how the author like portrayed it was like not supportive and very cold i feel like that's kind of a uh inaccurate portrayal
1: of people yeah because that's not been your experience yeah like you, yeah mm-hmm. now we when you guys were little i would say uh, we had some people be very yeah. rude to mm-hmm. us uh because they had no idea what yeah. was going on uh, yeah just with you know the, the mm-hmm. meltdowns and the yeah. stuff so i i've seen a little mm-hmm. bit of that just but not when you yeah. were older like in like, the also it helps uh, that like
0: in the past like decade decade and a half that the perception of autism is starting to change more people it's becoming more common in at least in the united states and people are becoming more like aware about it, so there probably there's maybe more empathy with people about that, but I'm not entirely sure. Oh,
1: well, that's a good point. I mean, people maybe if people see a, a kid screaming in a grocery store now, maybe they'll think yeah. uh, instead of that kid's a brat or that mom needs to take care of that kid, maybe they're maybe they'll stop and think, "Huh, I wonder what's yeah. going on there. I wonder if there's mm-hmm. something." something else besides just a kid being mm-hmm. a brat
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: and maybe the kid is being a brat Who so, knows? Oh.
1: well could very well yeah. be and i have to say as a parent the there's a we had to draw we had to figure out kind of a line between is this an autism related behavior mm-hmm. or is this just a kid being a kid yeah. behavior and try to do di- Differentiate and and you know, treat it differently because it is different. You can't like ground a kid for having a meltdown, but you can if they're being a jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So as parents, we had to kind of learn a little yeah. bit too. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts or that you'd want to share, Noah? Um,
0: hmm. Like about autism or life (laughs) i'm guessing autism in this
1: well uh well anything related to the play or anything you'd want the the class to know
0: um i think it's important to know because i don't i don't know how old i don't know where in high school you guys are but for all like you guys could be seniors freshmen sophomores i don't know um but the big thing to really take away from something like this is that people are going to be different And I think that's okay. And that's like, it's people are not exactly going to fit your like definition of like what normal is. And instead of being like tossing, like being like, Oh, okay. That person's weird or something like that. Embrace that. It's harder. It's it's easier said than done, of course, but like everyone is worth um, talking to. Everyone is worth something. And I know and especially like in these days of like social media and oversharing where people like try to make like their lives seem as perfect as possible and have unattainable standards that that's damaging to a lot of people. Um, regardless of where you are. In like the whole hierarchy of things. Um, just take for just don't take for granted like I don't know be like just be kind to people. Be accepting of other people, regardless of their beliefs or sexual orientation and or whatnot. <laughs> Think before you speak. That's a big thing too. Um, that could be used in practically any situation. Understand how far we've come in terms of like social norms and really with anything you read, how far we've come as a, how far we've come. How what have we learned from this? How can we apply this to our own lives? and how we can make the world a slightly better place in these crazy times. That's all I have.
1: Yeah. Great. No, I appreciate your, uh, your insights, of course. your openness and, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Anything else though?
0: Nope. I think I covered it.
1: All right. All right. Well, thanks everyone for, uh, for listening and I hope, you uh, find something valuable from this conversation
0: thanks for listening